So hey everybody and welcome to the movie show with uh, James and Ed and tonight we are going to watch and chat about the 1997 classic sci-fi horror Event Horizon. So this movie stars Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, Jodie Richardson and um, hello to Jason Isaacs who's also in this movie as well. I think it's probably one of the first films I could see legally. 18? Uh, as an 18? Yeah, 1997. No, it wasn't. 1997. Yeah, that'd be right, wouldn't it? 97. That's only 89. Yeah. Crikey. I feel old now. I was, um... I was 20. But, it wasn't the first 18 I saw. The first 18 I saw was Pulp Fiction. When I was sixteen, <clears throat> but then when I was twelve, I got in to see Terminator Two, so I was quite pleased about that <laughs> as well. It helps when you're really tall. Oh my brilliant one! I got in to see Unforgiven when I was I what year? I think that was I was about thirteen or fourteen. Benefits of going with your dad. <laughs> my dad wanted to take to see Top Gun when it came out <laughs> of course I was only 7 at the time and it was a 15 oh and you missed a piece of movie history Top Gun all the bromance you could have seen well yeah <laughs> I haven't seen this film I don't think since it came out of the cinema I remember having the poster of the ship in my bedroom at home. I've seen it, um, I watched it about a year back. Um, that was the only reason I've been to a job and I found a copy that nobody wanted. I thought, oh, Horizon, I'll watch that again. But <coughs> Already we're up behind because it's first permanent Ercone on Earth in 2015. 2040 deep space research so the event horizon disappeared in the year 2040 so we'll have to do in 2047 you'll have to watch this film because it'll be now I'll be 70 years old so apparently a lot of the budget went on this particular bit I don't think it did too well at the cinema, did it? Well, it got hammered by critics. Um, yet, I think people actually really liked it. I think it became one of those movies that's like a cult classic on yeah. home release. But I definitely remember going to the cinema and seeing it and just remembering how gross it was in a good way. But, as you and I have mentioned before, along with Alien and Aliens... Um, this movie in particular, I feel, is a massive, massive influence on the excellent sci-fi horror game Dead Space. You can definitely see, like you said, where it takes some of its suspense and psychological impact from yeah because it, it that's it is psychological isn't it that you obviously you don't get that on 
in this. There's no spoiler alert. There's no aliens to deal with. This is all psychologically bonkers and the effects. But I think it's got a really good cast. It's obviously led by Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne. So this would just been before Lawrence Fishburne did The Matrix as well. Great film, Matrix. Shame about the sequels. Yeah, I think we should do The Matrix at some point. I think I watched it a few years ago. For the first time in a long time. Yeah. The second I think the second sequel is better I mean the the, the third one is just terrible. The thing is, I think it's like a lot of films. They, you understand they have vision, but sometimes that vision gets lost. Well, I don't. I, I honestly do. I honestly do not think that the Matrix was set out to be a trilogy. I think the Matrix was set out to be one film. It became a huge hit. Warner Brothers probably then went back to Wachowskis and said, "You've made loads of money. Please go and." Um, make more and I don't think they had an idea about what they wanted to do and because it finished perfectly Neo was super powered there's no way any of them there's nothing could stop him and then it just hmm. well we've just uh, been introduced to Sean Pertwee which probably means one thing he won't make it to the end Probably not. See, <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, that's, that's what I always love about these films. Though. You're on a top secret mission. Okay, that's cool. But a lot of the crew, we're not going to tell you what's going on. So that when stuff starts to happen that you really could do with knowing what's going on yeah. it's already too late you're dead because this always reminds me in some of these films when you look at the cast it always reminds me of like the old Star Trek gag Ensign Smith you're coming down to the planet yeah. with us ah uh, Ensign Smith's gonna die I think some of it has as well <clears throat> it does pay well, tip its hat to Alien and stuff like that because all the interior is white. Yeah. And of course, a lot in that when they came out of their cryopods, it was all white in there. <laughs> this must have been coming to the time just near the end of where you could smoke in films yeah well it is an 18 so that's probably <laughs> one of the reasons why it's kept it's 18 rating so that's 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 pretty cool that they've not said that we've developed a faster than light drive in that time it's just you go into stasis probably um, Paul W.S. Anderson's best film. 
Okay, that's not going to creep you out much. You've just come out of cryosleep on your own. Yeah. So there's a bit of a storyline. It, it just basically it's the story of a rescue crew looking to investigate a spaceship that disappeared into a black hole and now returned with someone or something new on board. So very much where you can see the influence of this on Dead Space because Dead Space follows a similar sort of theme. A ship of immense capability disappeared and then it's just returned and you're not sure why. So I think what's quite good about this sort of film as well with the cast they've gone on a rescue mission they look like they've gone on a rescue mission they're not all good-looking people yeah ripped to hell anything like that they all look like they belong in the parts that they're playing yeah yeah so I did lose money um, finished with a worldwide gross of 47 million off a budget of 60 ouch so apparently as well there's a, a long <coughs> there's a longer cut um, which is runs rather than this the tighter 90 minutes that we get to see it's 130 minutes but it was the violence is considerably a lot more graphic sometimes it's not necessarily important to have more violence because it's the implication of that violence that gives you more of a psychological impact when you're watching something because you're thinking what the hell's going on instead of seeing it you're trying to think what the, what's going on yeah oh, I watched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark last night and when you actually sit down and look at it and that's a that was a that was a PG when it came out and the amount of blood from gunshots smoking which is automatically bumped up to 15 and more worryingly than that the end sequence of the melty faces melty faces yeah. you just oh, think just, you'd never in a million years get away with that today and the one guy getting uh, hit with a propeller the well that's the thing that's, that's what I was going to mention because like you say the implication of it you knew that what had happened but you didn't need to see that propeller no. cut through him you just saw that zzz, you heard the zzz, and you heard the the blood as it hits the and you just know you just think that's going to be that's, nasty yeah <laughs> Indiana Jones you've got it right you just keep your head right down but also you've got the violence when Alfred Berlina carts it in the Inca, Inca or Mayan or whatever tunnel they're in at the beginning and he gets stabbed with all the, with the spears and he just bumps into him then of course if people don't like spiders of course there is that sequence but what I do like is I don't know if you've seen it there's a uh, a gif or uh, some kind of short form video that someone's put online and Indiana Jones is chased by a giant BB-8 rather than uh, a <laughs> boulder, which is really funny. 
So there you go. You've got guys telling you that they've invented a ship that's supposed to be faster than light capable, and you've got everybody telling them, yeah, but you can't do that. Hello, I invented it. I know what the ship is. This is the ship we're trying to get. Apparently, as well, the explanation he gives is paraphrased and used in Interstellar, the Christopher Nolan movie. in space yeah I mean that's the if, if you like all the conspiracy theorists that's you know why there's UFOs and extraterrestrials on a bat planet because what they do they don't have to travel faster than light they just bend space and travel through one point to another and then unbend it back yeah. which obviously I mean when you talk about you know all the things I mean because when you look at this obviously they were watching films yeah. on, on tablets I mean iPads not out quite then so I mean I suppose somebody watched this and thought oh, I've got a great idea yeah well, a lot so. of this stuff does come through sci-fi doesn't it yeah. in that regard oh, I know I've seen him recently it's because I watched Super 8 and he's in Super 8 See, this, this is what worries me about certain rescue missions as well. You sat there as a whole crew. I've got this transmission. Can you hear these blood-curdling screams of the entire crew screaming as they die? Do you want to come with me and have a look, see what happened to them? Not particularly, sir. <laughs> I'd rather stay here. Exactly. I like the fact that they've got a really simple name for the ship, it's rather Lewis and Clark. But I'm sure they reference that in, in Dead Space, don't they? Don't they say something about a ship called Lewis and Clark? I could be completely wrong. I'm probably making that up. No CGI, that's a model, it looks really, really good. I mean, that's one thing we've always said, though. I know you can tell certain modelling because you still have to have some sort of blue screen or you have to have some sort of camera trickery to, to blend it in but really and truthfully it's far superior to CGI because CGI you can you look at CGI it automatically you know yeah you can tell but I mean with I mean, that it's, it's getting better yeah it is getting better but you're right but sometimes I, I I think the trouble personally for me with CGI, they use too much of it. When they, when you've got a scene, you only need to do part of it. You don't need to do the entire thing because that's where you can see it. Well, they should do it as um, complement. Yeah. So I know from re some reading that I've done about the uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. <coughs> Originally, George Lucas wanted to do shots of the Millennium Falcon going into hyperspace, within hyperspace, and of course they can't, they couldn't do it at the time, didn't have the technology. That's something that J.J. Abrams was able to do, and you saw it in the recent one, it's just something very, very subtle. That is one big ship. It is, isn't it? The Lewis and Clark is at 
absolutely tiny in comparison. Yet, you would question, wouldn't you, those sort of four struts that hold the head of the ship to the rest of the body ship. Don't know that's secure. When you look at it from the one angle, though, it reminds me a little bit of a Klingon warbird. Yeah, it is, yeah, bird of prey. <laughs> bird yeah, you're of prey, right. yeah. <laughs> it does. Just when you see that one shot. It's the angle of the of the wings of yeah. the wings, isn't it? But that central structure just doesn't look very secure. Why why would you do that? I like it as well, the ship's like patchwork. They've got like tape over the certain bits of equipment <laughs> and chairs and the like. Because I remember in a film that he was in with Jeff Goldblum. Deep Cover, that's a really good film. Um, I think he plays an undercover cop. Jeff Goldblum's like this big time drug dealer. And Jeff Goldblum's really good because he doesn't play Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> See, that, that, now that's the thing that I'd say is a flaw <clears throat> for me. You're going to send somebody out into space and it's just a clip-on carabiner it's not one of those ones that you screw to secure it. So all he's got to do is accidentally hit that yeah. and he'll come and clip and float off into space. I'm always surprised that they let the captains go and do this type of thing. Yeah, I think that is the only the inconsistency with anything. I mean, it is, in a way, it's like Star Trek. The the captain had never go away on an away mission because if he got killed, you you crew's in big trouble. So yeah, well you don't put generals in at the forefront of an army, do you? <laughs> we all know that. And I know a captain isn't a captain's equivalent of a, a colonel, full colonel. But even so, <clears throat> see that's good use of CG. It's, it's not. You can tell it's not held up very well but it's the right way yeah. to use it they've obviously had to um, create a liquid that's silver because it's probably cheaper than trying to do something that's clear yeah I'd be, pre I'd be pretty much like everybody's dead can't let's go I think what I would be doing if, if I was in his shoes, and obviously you can't do this because it's a movie and you have to follow a specific storyline, but um, I would be messaging back to Earth or whoever they're responsible, they're responsible to and just say, we've found the ship. Our ship isn't powerful enough to get it out of the atmosphere. We need a few more ships to come along <laughs> yeah. and help. We're going to need a bigger boat. Exactly. <laughs> You can kind of tell that this isn't a good sign when you go inside a corridor and everything's really jagged and spinning around you. There's blood everywhere. But I don't expect yeah, it's those one doors of those don't they... look friendly either, do they? <clears throat> no. So I think that's the thing in this, isn't it? When, when you're first watching it, the crew can see certain bits, but you can see everything, yeah. even the bits that they can't see. Which, of course, adds to the tension because you're wondering... Are you alone? Are you alone? Well, that doesn't look like a pretty way to go. As I 
always tell my missus, bit of surgical spirits and a plaster on it, that'll be fine. It'll heal <laughs> him up quite nicely. Of course, he might need a bit of uh, CPR and a defibrillator to bring him back to life. Yeah. That gravity drive just looks nasty. See, so this is the only thing as well. You, I know you need it for the story, but why are they all splitting up? You, you, you try and keep people together because you don't know what the heck's gonna, gonna happen. Why does it look like it's something out of Hellraiser? Maybe that's where he got the idea for. <laughs> no, no number of that, uh, no person should build an engine that's got loads of spikes in it and then go and walk in it. <laughs> Oh, you, you, you just know. Uh, yeah. This ain't gonna end well. No, 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 what I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna push it. Oh, look. It looks like the Stargate. So now... That's not good. I mean, truthfully, though, you'd think they'd build 90% of the ships out of stuff that wouldn't catch fire. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> some other dude splat. <sighs> been hit with liquid nitrogen. Which one, who was that? Which one? That just shattered. That was the dude who, the corpse that was floating. Oh, right. When he, um, when they switched on the gravity, of course he hit the floor and exploded. Oh, brilliant. Nobody's coming to help us. Convenient. Huh. You just thought, like you said, by now, you know, they're still using CDs. It's 2047. They managed to make ships that can travel. Well, his ship traveled somewhere, probably where it wasn't supposed to travel and it's come back. You'd think they wouldn't need a ship to do communication. You'd think they'd have some sort of wireless type of communication see that that's where I'd argue with that uh, with the scientists oh that's not possible you couldn't have seen water or you couldn't have seen this let me ask you when we first started we said faster than light travel wasn't possible and you said yeah you've done it so there is the possibility that what I have seen is right. Yeah. <laughs> it does make... Yeah, I'm going to have a right massive rant here and then I'm going to say, yes, sir, sorry, sir. Never ever trust somebody who says those words. I.e., trust me or it's perfectly safe. <clears throat> At least he's smart. Yeah. He's already obsessed by it. Thing is, though, <coughs> obviously, you have to kind of think about it when you look at it like in the original Avengers movie, like Hawkeye says, when they've got the Tesseract yeah. and it's starting to show signs of something happening. And he says... Well, yeah, but what's on the other side? So same applies to that. If you create a black hole and you can go to a certain point in space, yeah, 
you're having to create a doorway. So obviously there's got to be something on the opposite side of the doorway to allow you to get there. Yeah. And you may not like it. That have seen Alien. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So, uh, when everything's got the biohazard symbol on there, that's probably not a good sign either. What I find really interesting is that Paul um, W.S. Anderson got this movie on the back of uh, the box office success of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Ew, that's nasty. See, that's the thing. And this is where you can see quite a lot of other movies as well. Because, obviously, something's not quite right. And it's their fears and paranoias that are coming through. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I watched um, I watched a really old B movie type thing. It was that? called uh, Terror Galaxy. Terror Galaxy. I mean, it is a big steaming pile, really, as acting goes. I mean, it's got uh, Robert England in it, but his character is is brilliant. But basically, it's about this guy. And, well, actually, start with a big thing. This crew is sent to this part of the galaxy because something's going on. Yeah. And when they get there, um, they can't use the ship because something's keeping it on the planet. And they see that there's this point holding it down. Yeah, yeah. So they all decide, apart from, like, two or three of them stay with the ship to keep it safe, that they're going to go to this point shut off the energy then the ship can leave well the crew all start dying from all their fears and stuff like that because one woman she gets crushed to death one guy he keeps seeing he, he thinks he's the big bad of the thing keeps seeing these big alien things and he gets ripped to shreds and killed um Captain gets killed by these worm things. One woman gets killed by a slug. It's it's really weird, like nineteen eighties stuff. But but the premise behind it was one of the guys who went, he's the cook. He is actually this higher being. Yeah. And what the planet is is a place, it's a training ground that intelligent species are supposed to go to to try to overcome fear and the guy two guys live in the end one of them's Robert England's character because his fear is himself and he starts fighting something and then he realizes it's himself and then he realizes that it's that's got to be his fear yeah because it couldn't possibly be another version of him so he overcomes his fear, and this other guy does as well. And at the end, it's really clever, because the guy says to him, why did you kill 
or the other crew and he said they had the same opportunity as you to overcome their fears but they just chose not to I mean it's really really low budget it's really terrible but you can see the sort of premise yeah. of where a lot of these films came from because you look at it I mean like, like you said you've got Alien and I think that's the thing with Alien there's something that you've never encountered before you don't know how to kill it you don't know where it is and even with a crew of a lot of people you just you know you're getting picked off and of course then your fears and paranoia start to kick in in a way and that hinders you as it is See, see, that's the thing. The scientists right now are punch him in the face, knock him out, because he's going to get killed. Because the simple fact is, he's saying, oh, it's all paranoia and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, but three different crew members have seen something hinky. Yeah. Doesn't that usually denote that you know, something is going on. Yeah. <laughs> Even he's seen something, but he's not willing to accept it. It's interesting as well because his dad, of course, was Doctor Who. <laughs> Where is he now when he needs him most? Yeah. Pop in in the TARDIS, say, hello, boys and girls. I've got my well, sonic screwdriver. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody run. I'm just going to seal the salient back where it's supposed to go. I really want one of those caps that's got Lewis and Clark on it because they're really cool. <laughs> well, at least you're lucky. You're on a ship. Yeah, in, in, in Aliens. They had the problem that the reactor was going to blow up and they had aliens that were coming to kill them. Exactly. <laughs> but why don't they if get everyone to focus on repairing the Lewis and Clark and just get that get the hell out of there? Yeah. Blow up the ship. And be done with it. We all know we're on a countdown to uh, who's going to get killed first. My man is on her. Uh, my man is on the kid who's disappeared off the table. That mm. nah, because I'm going for her, Jason Isaacs, and then Sean Pertwee. Not that I can remember. <laughs> You can tell he's gone seven times at seven types of crazy at this particular moment in time. Yeah. And he's the one that's obviously controlling the psychological influence. That's why once you put him in pain, everything stops. Yes. 
But also, unfortunately, that lock would not work because he could just walk towards her and it would come unlocked. Yes. <laughs> like I said, if you knocked him out now. In the ship, so we can get out of Yeah, I don't think you can see anymore. Probably for me is the only slightly weird thing about this film. Although it's obviously something is psychologically affecting them, really and truthfully, the purpose of any organism like that is to spread itself. But by killing the entirety of the crew, doesn't necessarily mean that anybody else is going to turn up. No, exactly. Ooh. Yeah, shouting that's not going to really change anything. So of course they haven't got any real quality backup system in case an accidentally goes wrong. No. She just let the poor kid die. That's that, that's just nasty. She can't remember. Did this all, did, 
did his wife originally go on the first mission? So that's probably why he's got the connection. So that's why he's so obsessed with it. Yeah. always work in pairs now but by the way I'm not going with Dr. Crazy <laughs> oh no you've really annoyed me now time I saw Lawrence Fitchburn in something though he looked like he I think we had Batman vs Superman he looked like he'd eaten the previous version of himself and put <laughs> so much weight <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, I was looking at some Russell Crowe in the other day he's, he's gained a couple of uh, couple of pounds yeah he's bigger than the other guys like properly big I suppose that's the thing now, I think as you know, as actors get older I think because they don't I'm not, I'm not saying that I mean they're still quality actors but they don't quite have to push themselves like they used to and of course that's one of the things that you always look at, you know with bodybuilds and stuff when you're in your prime and you're doing a lot and you're training I mean it's like with the Matrix I mean they did like what's it six nine months of martial arts training you get a lot of physical yeah you're gonna get hyper fit doing that yeah. aren't you then all of a sudden when you stop 
you do, it just the weight comes on quite quick. Yeah. So, particularly if you're still eating the same, unless you're just eating protein, in which case you should be fine. You won't put because eventually you just get sick of all eating all of the food that you're eating. It's time to crack out the shotties. <laughs> Chainsaws, the BFG. Oh yeah. <laughs> and find John Grimm, Space Marine John Grimm. Now that is one bad movie. The only thing that's really funny in it is um, Dexter Fletcher is like that spider thing. <laughs> Yes, it turns out, Carl Urban, <coughs> who's playing John Grimm, you're some kind of super soldier. But no one's ever told you until the moment when you were just about to die and then you can recover from any unknown injury. Except when you find the rock. looks weird that bit to me because it looks like they've put steel plate on with some silicon seal well, I, I was thinking <laughs> that they put steel plate on but with uh, bako foil creeps <laughs> me out as well is the skull <laughs> they're so stuck to the hull yeah Yeah, the hand inside. Yeah, the eyeballs in the hand is uh, an interesting touch. never be more pleased than someone saying right we're going now (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not normal I mean that's the thing as well. You, you know he's he's obviously yeah. You, you can tell he's been under the influence a little bit, but you'd have thought he would have had just a trace bit of his own humanity left. I think so. If he wants to stay, yeah, just let, let him stay. 
Don't risk the lives of everybody else. <laughs> There's less of them on the ship, you don't need quite as many uh, Yeah. Yeah. Now come on lady. Think logically. Did you bring your son with you on the mission? No. So why are you chasing him? Someone's going about to go to splat. Bye bye, Billy. Yeah, splat. Ow. That's not a nice way to go. Oh, she's still alive. Oh, and the kid's smiling. Yeah. Doctor will be happy. The fact that she's got black eyes, I think you should start worrying about that. Yeah, it's the moment where he's briefly sort of snapped back into his own humanity, hasn't he? Well, I suppose, even if you have some sort of breakdown or hallucination, your body will try to fight some sort of normality to yeah. start with oh no because she killed herself didn't she oh that's it yeah, yeah. I think I'd rather be alone. That's the worst thing, he's doing it to himself, isn't he? 
I like. They sort of glue it on to start with. Why didn't he just use that thing to start <laughs> with? It looks like he's had an excessive use of no more nails. Go chasing after him, fool. Let him go. Yeah, he needs to check it out. You know what's happened. He took a bomb. Yeah, now will be a sensible time to do what one shepherd said to the other shepherd. Three seconds. I mean, I... I understand. He he loved the Lewis and Clark. It, it it was his shit. But somebody's put a bomb on board. You don't know where it is. You don't know how much time you've got. Well, does does it really matter? Just get off there, and he'd have still been alive. Yeah, he probably would have copped it another way. But at least you'd have had at least you know ten more minutes screen time. Would have had a fighting chance. <laughs> <clears throat> Dems fighting words. What about Cooper? Oh, he's off in space somewhere, floating around. <laughs> <laughs> and he overshoots by two miles. <laughs> exactly. Got a bit of trouble at the moment. Oh, 
that's a really new kind of growth. It certainly is. But what I want to know is, how the hell he did it so quick? Exactly. Yeah. See, now he's got the smart future guns. <laughs> Let the nail go. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to have a plasma cutter. <laughs> Take him up piece by piece. And then use those pieces to kill him again. <laughs> Is he running at me? Is he running at me? Yeah. No, he's not. He's got no legs. He's <laughs> <laughs> still moving. That's definitely the thing in Dead Space. He's got no arms. Why is he still chasing me? He can't possibly... Oh my God, what is that? Exactly. Throwing out of his head. <laughs> yeah, Dead Space definitely takes the, the, the scenario of this plus elements of Alien and the Thing. <laughs> I think the worst thing is is when you're first playing that game and you've just got like like the little biped things running around chasing you and then yeah, obviously you get the little things that keep spewing babies at you and then all of a sudden you meet that huge tank like <laughs> and you're running around you're thinking I've got no ammo I've got no ammo what am I supposed to do if I melee him no that just gets you killed good game second game even better third game Terrible. I don't think I could even bring myself to finish the third game. Can't really <coughs> remember if I did. No, it's unfortunate because it could have gone to a dimension of rainbows and fluffy teddy bears. Yeah. Or if he's why is it always chaos? Why never get to a universe of pure order? <laughs> Where did he get all his superpowers from? Truthfully, I mean, that's a bit of a flaw as well, because why does it need a window? 
I mean, you've got all that electronic instruments. You could have a camera on the outside, couldn't you? Why isn't Sam Neil sucked out in space? And also, you think that it's pulling up that reinforced floor, and you'd have thought his fingers didn't give way before then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's really cool as well. Jenny Richardson, who was knocked out, yeah. had no powers, and didn't get sucked out into space. And be quick about it. Oh, okay, I'm leaving you well, behind. then. <laughs> Quick, before this piece of plastic breaks, it's exactly. open the door open. It's going to be the dude who's outside, probably trying to get back in. So I'm confused. They've blown the front of the ship, but the nasty bit is at the back, or is it in the middle? I think, see, this is the thing that is... The gravity drives at the back of the ship. But the bridge is broken because obviously now the glass is gone. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to use the forward decks as lifeboat, but you can't control anything because the, the bridge is gone. Captain, he should say, Lieutenant, go and arm those things. Well, if it, they did it together, it would take half the time. Yeah. And they'd sort of spread the risk. Why is the ship bleeding? 
finish out. Oh, no, no, I was just planning on sticking around for a bit longer. See, now, now this is the thing that, that does get me a bit. He's ended up in where the gravity drive is. Yeah. He knows he's not going to get up that corridor. T minus two minutes. Why didn't he just push the thing and blow it up straight away? He knows, he knows he's going to die. Actually, I could imagine it because uh, I've seen some freaky stuff going on today. Exactly.
you got you got to feel sorry for old Lawrence Fishburne there because did he die or did he get sucked into the alternate dimension? <clears throat> I think he's got sucked in. There's only Cooper and Stark left. And Bear, he's still in his space pod thing. Oh, okay. I think. <clears throat> oh, Justin. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, baby bear. That's what I like as well. It took him 56 days to get there, 72 to get back. Would you make up some story though? Or would you tell them what really happened? Because it's, it's, it's going to be hard to tell where they're going to believe you're on. All you've got to say really, haven't you, in terms of what happened. There's a doctor went completely nuts, tried to kill everybody, blew up the Lewis and Clark, and we managed, uh, the captain sacrificed himself in order for us to escape. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> what happened. <laughs> Too sure about that. <laughs> so, how would you uh, rate Event Horizon then? Mm. I'm going to give it a seven because, as a sci fi, I think it has especially when you watch it again it has you can see where it got a lot of its influences from and you can actually see stuff that you love that it has influenced yeah. later on so I'll give it a 7 because I think there's probably just a few little bits of the story which could have done with a bit of tweaking to make a little bit more sense Yeah. but other than that so what about you? Hang on a sec. Yeah, come on. Just trying to finish recording. What? What? So I would give the movie um, eight out of ten. I really enjoy it. I think it's clever. I quite like the psychological aspects of it. It's got a nice amount of gore without it being too OTT, and the gore is quite fitting. And I think also the, the cleverness of that is that they attack things 
physically that you desperately don't want to lose. So the Sam Neill bit where he digs his own eyes out, the captain of the original crew has removed his eyes. Those are the type of things you just think is so horrific. You just don't want to happen, particularly as you, if you have eyesight at the moment, you, you just know what it's like, you know how valuable it is. Why would you ever want to lose it? Uh, that and it looks mega painful. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a really, I think it is very influential. I think there's loads of great nods to other stuff from Hellraiser all the way through to Doom. Um, and it's influenced on one of my favourite games of all time in terms of Dead Space is evident throughout. I definitely recommend watching it. It's good length, 90 minutes, nice and punchy. So yeah, I would recommend it. I think that's the thing. I think if you go too much further in time length, I think you'd lose too much because like you said being 90 minutes the psychological aspect of it keeps it moving but of course the longer you make the yeah. films the, le- the, the less you become it just sort of becomes a pointless entity but yeah it's a good film I would highly recommend it as well especially if you do like things like Hellraiser and um Alien, especially like you said, Dead Space as well. Yeah. Cool. So that brings this week's movie show to an end. I'm sure we will be back next week with another movie um, to be uh, decided. But until next time, we'll speak to you later. <laughs>